It's your lady DJ Leah here to let you know our new book, His Sweet Reward by Alexa Riley is love. His Sweet Reward. Brooklyn Tanner hates online dating, but she's determined to give it a chance. When she finds out the guy she's meeting with tonight is the bastard all her girlfriends had nicknamed Thanos, she's ready to get back at him. Dash Belmont has one little clause in the family business that says he must produce an heir. His last resort is online dating, and it's worse than he ever imagined. That is, until she walks in. Warning. Can this mega jerk really be the same guy who falls at her feet and wants to worship her body? You betcha. <laughs> Find out just what he's willing to do to convince her she's the one. Contract be damned. Get it today. His sweet reward. You can grab it at alexardolly.com, edenbooks.org, Apple, Barnes & Noble, and Kobo. If you want it sent to your Kindle, you can get it again at alexardolly.com. Download it directly to that. Just go get it, guys. We hope you love it. It was really fun. It was inspired on the podcast. And I guess that's it. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome to um, Read Me Romance After Dark. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't done a Read Me Romance After Dark in a while. Oh, no. I've got my ice cold Diet Coke. What are you drinking, Tessa? Got an Oyster Bay Sauvignon Blanc. Wow. It's, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's eight ninety nine. It's no great shakes. It sounded real fancy when you it said it. It does the job. It's, yeah. Well, Oyster Bay is in, is on Long Island. Out oh, here, so okay. It's kind of a local. Hey, guys. Hey, lady listeners. We're ready. Let's do this. We're ready. <laughs> We're here for Tony Aleo week. I'm so excited. She is... Are we going to talk about her for a minute? Sometimes we just go into into issues we're dealing with. but No, let's talk about Tony Leo up top. Okay, let's do it. I have admired her from afar for a very long time. The first time I saw a picture of her, I was like, yeah, I'd fuck that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. Like, I've never really had that sort of visceral reaction to many women before. There's been few where I'm just like, God, she's so hot. But there is something about Tony Elliott, her smile, her charming ass personality, like the her shape, everything about her personality. I just I adore her. I, I don't know why. Like, I want to be friends with that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's just something about it. she's just so freaking sweet. And she's and like meeting her in person. I was not ne- I was not let down once. Oh, we lost Mel on the video. She she may pop in and out. Her Mel's internet. Gonna, she's going to be like. <laughs> Kramer on Seinfeld. Yeah, she just pops it. She's not the racist, in. not the racist part of him, but just the part <laughs> where he pop, where he slides in every yeah. once in a while, just unannounced. Uh huh. That's yep. gonna be Mel this episode because yep. she's gonna I guess pop it's the busy, now. It's the busy period in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said <laughs> it's a tough time of day for her. Yeah, the last time I was, I've seen Matt Tony a couple of times, and the last time I got to talk to her, I was at I think it was Indies Invade Philly, right? When yeah, I got the, to, where you were staying with me. Yeah, yeah. When I came up there to see you and stuff. So that was the last time I got to see her. And it was a lot of fun. Like, she's she's a great time. She's super, you know, just energetic and positive. And I love that she's she's very open about, you know, mental health and about inclusiveness. And just, I mean, she's really, like, 
I, ju- I just think she's all around great lady. So when I asked her to do the podcast, I was like, look, this isn't going to affect our relationship, but I'm going to need you to do this solid for me, please. And she was like, oh my God, hell yeah. <laughs> She was so nice about it. So I think she was a little under pressure when um, she was writing this because it was during a pandemic that she was having to write this book. And she was like, I'll get it to your promise. I'm like, you're like a month ahead of everybody. You're great. <laughs> you're fine. You're doing Don't, awesome. don't tell the other authors. <laughs> always late. <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> I have her bio here. I'll read it. Do it. Wall Street Journal, New York Times, and USA Today bestselling author Tony Aleo is an author you can't miss. My name is Tony Leo, and I'm a uh, hashtag Predhead, hashtag Sherio, hashtag yes. Potterhead. Yes. And part of the uh, hashtag family business. I am also a wife to my amazing husband, mother of a wrestler and a gymnast, and also a fur mama to Gaston, a Papillon, and Winston. <laughs> <laughs> You can usually find me hollering for the whole Nashville Predators since I've, uh, I'll never give my heart to one player again. When I'm not in the gym getting swole, I'm usually writing, trying to make my dreams a reality, or being a taxi for my kids. I'm obsessed with Harry Potter, Supernatural, Disney, and anything that sparkles. I'm pretty sure I was Belle in, in a past life, and if I could be on any show, it would be Supernatural, so I can hunt with Sam and Dean. Also, could I love hockey anymore? <laughs> She's so cute. She's so freaking cute. She's, She's just- so upbeat in her mm-hmm. emails, too. She's like... I really appreciate people that use 400 exclamation marks and I never was that way before, but like, I don't, I think it's because I'm so like, I overanalyze everything Mm -hmm. that when people use that many exclamation marks, it just puts me at ease. I'm like, they're fine. They're not mad at me. (laughs) They don't hate me. Do you know, Mel used to get mad at me for exclamation points. She would take them out. Of, like, reviews and stuff I would do. She would get so mad. She would take them out. She was like, why is all this exclamation point? What are you yelling at everybody? She used to go off about it. And I was just like, oh, I'm sorry. 15 exclamation points. <laughs> oh, the good. Ever since my, one of my, my good friend, you know, Jill, my good friend mm-hmm. Jill, like, she really got me hooked on exclamation marks again. And she's like, because she's the same way where she'll be like, um, I don't feel like that response was as enthusiastic as I needed. (laughs) And so I'm going to sit here and think about it for four hours. So like, just do it. Just put the exclamation marks. Say you're excited, put gifs, put emojis, whatever you have to do, even if you're not feeling it, just to like make the other person feel better. So um, you can find Tony on Instagram. She's always like posting really cute stuff. Although last week she posted up saying that she got the game Animal Crossing and she's addicted to it and she hasn't been on social media in like a week because she's busy playing this game. I've seen a lot of people say that. I want to come on here and say, don't do it. Don't play this game. It will ruin your life. I, I played it. I'm addicted. It is so fucking good. It's so good. I'm obsessed. Um, I'm obsessed. It's so weird. I've managed to avoid all the all the kind of like um like Candy Crush I never played. I never played I never Angry played, Birds. I never played either one of those. My husband got really into Angry Birds. That was really cool. But Mel really played she's here. I don't know if you can hear me, but Mel played a ton of Candy Crush. I can hear you. She- Oh, Mel's okay. Like the Phantom of the Spot, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, she is. Romance. She just sits back. She's, She's our stalker. She just sits back <laughs> and glares at the camera and doesn't say anything. She's like she's angry at us all. <laughs> I didn't. But we were talking. I about- didn't do Animal Crossing because 
I did Candy Crush and you could buy more things. And I would buy the $1 thing so many times that my credit card company would shut my credit card off and they wouldn't believe it was me. And then I'd get really mad because I couldn't play anymore. There's like, there is not a person alive who would buy this many <laughs> cherry Think bombs again. or whatever. Challenge accepted, guys. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> so there's, um, so I, I, I told Mel, I said, Animal Crossing is, I said, this game was made for Melissa King. I said, you don't need to download it because I said, it's like a cross between Candy Crush and Pokemon Go. I was like, you need to stay away from this. You'll never see the light of day again. Don't I mean, tell so, her about it. <laughs> no, I've already told her about it. But uh, so no. I will say I love it. It has been so much fun. And I understand why people are obsessed with it. Like, because there's a lot you can do. But it's kind of like The Sims. Although I never played The Sims like that sort of live action role play. And it's kind of been compared to Minecraft a little bit. But it's... It's less buildy and more like more relationships and so I don't know. So I got the game for my daughter because once you buy the game, there's nothing else to buy. And if you have a kid that plays Fortnite, fuck Fortnite, okay? On how much money this sucks out of you, fuck Fortnite. So she plays that Fortnite and she's obsessed with it. And I was like, let's lean into this a little bit. So I got this game and she started playing it. She was like, this is super fun, and it is the most wholesome sweetest kindest little game because you get things based on being kind to the people on your island so the game is it's you you make your little avatar and you they put you on the island and it's yours and you get to invite people to come and live on your island with you people in the game and you build your island and you catch fish and you grow flowers and the more you do for others the more you get in return and you can travel to other islands and see and you can go you can play online with your actual friends i end up buying a switch light like we have a regular switch i end up buying another switch so that i could play with her at the same time and we can go to each other's islands sounds it's- like socialism Right? Maybe Someone so. Maybe, maybe just, it is. Somebody maybe. I think the socialists are going to switch to them. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that Mel was saying, she, she, um, like the switches are sold out everywhere. It's impossible to get one. And so Mel sent hers to somebody that didn't have one because she's like, here, I'm not playing it. <laughs> like, just sent it. But I was just like, it's, it, but it's been so fun for us because like yesterday we went fishing together on this game. And then when she went to bed, I put in an audio book and I played it and I just like, I got her a bunch of like fruit and left it on her island as like a present for her to find in the morning when she woke up while I listened to an audio book. Like it was, it's just, it's so nice. It's such a break away from like shoot them, kill them, hunt them games, you know, or like Roblox where there's like all these predators and red alerts, like, you know, it. It's just, you know, you can only play it on Nintendo. You can only play it on the Switch. But there's something to be said about a game that, like, it's safe. You know, like, it, it's safe for her to play with the people that she's friends with on there. Like, another good friend of ours, like, her and her partner, they both play it. And they, like, they like you can send each other mail through the through the game. And so she sent her, like, a bunch of stuff in the mail. And Lydia was like, this game's wonderful. And, like, you know... Like, you get to collect all the fish, and you collect all the butterflies and bugs, and it's just, it's really fun and sweet, but I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm going to see if Mackenzie wants to check it out, because 
Yeah. I've noticed, I know like a bunch of my friends have noticed that kids, like our kids' behavior is like being just changing a little bit right now. Yeah. Yeah. Where uh, like Mackenzie has like reverted back to like playing with dolls Mm -hmm. and like she's rearranged her room like Mm -hmm. eight times. Mm -hmm. And I like, I think I posted about it on Facebook and a couple people chimed in saying their kids were doing the same thing and like trying to kind of carve out this control control and place for themselves while yeah out of control stuff is happening yeah what they can put their hands on what they can do for themselves yeah 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 and i think that that sounds like and and i think the wholesome aspect of it sounds appealing because right now it's like they need that like thing they're missing from school which is yeah the sharing the like mm -hmm, kindness to each other and stuff like and when she plays Fortnite, i mean i get that she gets to interact and talk to her friends in this game you can't talk to people like she can't talk to me you can keyboard or like a uh, text to each other through the game but I mean I could see all her texts when she talks to me and you can but you can only interact with people that you know but I know so many people that are playing it that it's really cool that you know even if like even if I posted up in headquarters like here's my friend code like it's kind of like Pokemon Go where you can be friends on there but you don't necessarily you're not you don't talk to each other you know like yeah, you can just be friends and do stuff yeah so you can't play it. There's no way to play it on anything. Like my daughter, no, she no, has they're consoles. No. She, yeah, Lydia has an Xbox, but she doesn't. You can't get it on. It's only a Nintendo. But I ordered a Nintendo Lite, which is the the less expensive version, and it's kind of it's kind of like uh, what's the Nintendo the game? It's not a Game Boy. Oh my god, how fucking old am I? <laughs> What is it? The you know the the handheld with the screen. It's like the, the Nintendo like digital thing. Fuck, everyone's screaming it at me. But it used to be on that. Chrissy Teigen used to play it like back in the day when it was only on the Nintendo like held handheld thing. And so she asked, she like tweeted Nintendo. She's like, when is this going to be put on the Switch? And they were like, it's coming, it's coming. So, but the Switch is like, you can pick it up and you can hold it in your hand like a DS. That's it, the Nintendo DS. So you can play it like that or you can put it in its little like case that in the case hooks up to the screen on the TV so she can play it on the TV. So we have that. So like when we're watching TV, we're like, hey, pull the switch and she'll just take it off and she can keep playing her hands. Now the light, you can't hook up to the TV. The more expensive one is the one that goes to the TV. The light is handheld like a Nintendo DS only, but it's available on there and it's just really cool. And like, I know I'm going to spend 30 minutes talking about Animal Crossing, but I do want to say like, if you, if you play and you want to play with each other, get somebody who is in the northern, northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere so that you can get different fish and different bugs and different stuff, like different fruits from each other's islands because you're in a different part of the world. Like right now in my island, it's fall. It's about to be winter. And Lydia's in the northern hemisphere and here it's about to be summer. So it's really cool. Like it's, it's been a ton of fun. So if there's lady listeners who play out there, I'll post my friend code in the, um, in the headquarters. So there you go. So That's what are you my... listening to an audio right now? Oh, uh, I actually started. I, okay. So we're, you want to go in the Cressley Cole? We're going to do this. <laughs> go, go, we're going to go, go back. So I want to back up a little bit on, I finished, I read it in an ebook. Oh, wait. But, okay. So which was your first, which was your favorite out of the Game Maker series? It is. Was it the it, last one? It, it, this is like picking a favorite child. Tell me it was that, the last one. That third one. That third one. <laughs> I fucking told you. I said I you know. haven't even read the your master, favorite one yet. Let me, I, I want to lead in with this too. So, you know, Tessa's called it day one. She was like, the third's going to be your favorite. Uh-huh. I'm telling you right now. I started the third book and I tested, texted Eagle and I was like, I don't know if I like this book. 
I started it and I was like, I said, they meet so fast. I said, he's just like, yep, you're the one. We're in love. And I was like, I just didn't have that connection mm-hmm. in the first chapter. And she's like, Keep reading. just give it a minute. Just give it a minute. <laughs> and then I kept reading and reading. And I was like, there's a part and it's not too far in. Like it's maybe like 20% or less in. They're standing outside her apartment and her ex-boyfriend shows up and the dude shows up like come on we're leaving she's like where are we going he's like we're going to get married and i lost it that's when i think i text you tessa and i laughed i put the book down i cackled so hard because she's going on like the her first date with this man and he's so fucking crazy that he's like oh yeah we're about to get married (laughs) he takes her to a fucking courthouse and they get married it is so insanely good that I laughed. He is, I was like, so he's like, okay, so you can like describe him as crazy. And I think yeah. that, that kind of, it, it's like, it fits, you know, like yeah, we're not, yeah. he's definitely got something like, like maybe, going on upstairs yeah. that maybe needs, maybe like an a- is it Asperger's or something? It's like, something. It's like, like a little, it's like a touch of Asperger's or something or, yeah. Um, it's a but, behavioral trauma that he's gone through. For sure. That's caused him to like be, it's everything's black and white and he has to like, he has to process everything. So it's not just a yes or no answer. He's like, I want to know all facets of the question and then I'm going to make my decision and that's the answer. But at the same time, he is 14 steps ahead of everybody. Yeah. So oh it's like God, very yes. attractive because like he's, God. it's like the day interactions that he has are very difficult for him to uh-huh. like process on the spot. But yes. he's so far ahead of everybody else, like in the long game, uh-huh. that it just doesn't miss. A, it just like it's so it attractive. Was everything I didn't oh. see it coming. It was so good. <laughs> the and twist. Then, oh my the god, twist. the twist is so. I won't spoil it. But God, if you have not made it to that third book, just look the fuck out. It was so good. I finished it and I was like. Damn. Like, Damn. I wish there were more books in that series, but I'm so glad of how it ended. I'm so glad that series, like, you could put a bow on it and never touch it again. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's perfect. It's perfect. I hate that I don't get to read more of those guys, but, you know, it's, the whole series is just perfect. So, in case so, we didn't mention, this is the Game Maker series by Cressley Cole, and she's talking about the third book in the series, which is The Master. So, yes. it's the professional uh-huh. The, the professional, the player, what? the the player and the, the player master. and then the master. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's so, very, very hard to pick a favorite. But I think like oh my God. each like each of those heroes is a very specific type of romance hero. And you're uh-huh. gonna have a favorite one. And I feel like that it's like a real barometer for like what yeah. else you're gonna like in romance. Like mm-hmm. which which of those heroes is your favorite? It okay. appeal to you the most, yeah. It's like and almost I like think- a guide to what you what else you're gonna what you could like, you know. Yeah. It's- and it's so interesting to me that like everybody told me I was gonna love the second one the most. And I loved it. I I mean, even to say that it wasn't my favorite, it's still a five star. I didn't you know tell what you I mean. That. Like just to be I, clear. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I said you didn't you told me the third one and to be honest like the first one it will I feel like that'll always hold a special place because it was my gateway to Cressley Cole untouchable that book is untouchable like it's a five star it's a a five star solid five out of five every day of the week all three books are but I kind of like the third one a little more just because of that secret twist I didn't see coming and it's just so good and also I just knew you were gonna like the hero that 
Oh you know, God. kind of that was fucking crazy. Like, like when crazy. I texted yeah. you, I was like, I said, "This is what I love about romance." <laughs> this right here, I even said that. I was like, "This is why I read romance because of crazy fucking heroes." And this shit, it's so over the top. I love over the top, ridiculous love like that. It's yeah, so good. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Mel, did you read anything this week? <sighs> did you download the Dragon Tattoo book that I told you to? The audio. I don't think so. I think I read though. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Wait, did you know that Kerrigan Burns, uh, the Highwayman, is on sale right now? Yeah, I saw that I today. It was on girl. sale for nine. I don't know if it's still. Oh, I did I too. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't know if it was. Um, somebody tagged me in it when they posted it. They were like, "Leah, your favorite book's on sale." <laughs> I was like, "Wow, I will. If this is my legacy, so be it. <laughs> so be it. <laughs> so be it." But after I finished Cresley Coles, I was like, "All right, I'm going to take a breath." And I'm gonna start the Hunger Games book. So I've been I've been listening to that in audio. I actually read the ebook of the last um, Cresley Cole, although they are in audio. But I started the Hunger Games one, which I already really like it. I know there was some discussion in headquarters about if this book was why did she write this book? Like what was the purpose of it? Snow was an evil man, blah blah blah. But you know, if you've read the Hunger Games books or seen the movies, you know, this is not spoiling anything. Like he ends up being the president of Panem and he's a really evil person but in the end though like he's right like he's not he's not the enemy the enemy he's like I'm I'm not a wolf in sheep's clothing I'm a wolf I'm standing in front of you as a wolf and telling you what I'm going to do he's like everyone else behind me is the one that's trying to convince you that there's nothing wrong like that we're not evil that we're not trying to use you to manipulate the situation in our favor he's like i'm just telling you i'm doing it and he's like and he, i can't remember exactly what he says to katniss in the end but he was like you know keep your eye on on what's true and what's not you know that's kind of why i wanted to to really read his origin story and that's what this prequel is it's snow's origin just to find out, like, why is he the way he is? And I'm, I'm like, two chapters in, I'm like, oh, okay, this all makes sense. So it's really good. It's kind of genius, too, because I think everybody's going to want to go back and reread The Hunger Games Oh, for after. sure. I'm yeah. already like, oh, I need to go reread it. Because it's smart. You know why? Because yeah. it's a whole new generation that hasn't read The Hunger Games. For sure. It's like so Twilight. now they've got a gateway to go back and reread the first three books for people that, yeah. like, weren't around for the first, like, craze of The Hunger Games. It's very yeah. smart. Yeah. Uh-huh, it is. <laughs> like, from a marketing standpoint, purely. But, yeah. like, also, I think... Authors have a real urge to go back and write. To their, revisit. Well, no, like to write their villains a story. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, like uh-huh. I think you know, it's very tempting to go. He's not irredeemable. There was a. There's few moments where he did show. He had a, he had character, and he did show he had remorse. Like, why is the way? Why is he the yeah. way he is? And yeah. why in the end did Katniss not put her arrow through his heart? You know, mm-hmm. like it, it's it's just there's something about it that it's like. There, you want to know more. You know, it's like that, that, you know, itch you can't scratch. It's like, why is it the way it is? And that was like when J.K. Rowling did a cursed child, the cursed child, you know, there was a lot of like uproar about why are we doing this? It did, you know, ruin the series. And I, I never felt that way. Never. When I saw it, like, you know, I'm sitting there in the theater and I'm watching it on stage. And I'm like, this all makes perfect sense. Like, I know why she did this now. Like, there was so much that was untold because it was like this little itch about, well, what about this? And why was he this way? And what kind of man would he grow up to be if, you know, he grew up in a house like this, you know? And like, like there were things, there were characters in there that there, there was no closure to their story. 
Yeah. And that's what I appreciated about that's how I having felt. the cursed child. <laughs> <and going. laughs> Do what? That's exactly how I felt. No, I'm Fuck you, Tessa. Uh, what are you reading? So I, actually, I guess what I started yesterday. What? Jack and Lily. <gasps> Did you really? Yeah. This is like Mel's favorite. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. 20, I'm 25% of the way in. And I'm like, well, where does the story Would go she from cut here? off her ponytail? Wait, I'm not there yet. Hold on. So I'm only at 25%. So actually, I don't really understand how it's working because in the beginning, there's like a foreword from Katie that says this is they appeared in three books and this is their complete story. So I'm assuming it's like three sections brought into one book. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in the first part where I'm at, you know, we're at the part where you find out that he's like ate at this restaurant for two years to keep it open so he could win this bet where he can sleep with her. They have slept together and like she's realized that he he's kind of carried this feel these feelings for her and they're kind of like in this piece and I'm like, wait a minute, we're only at 25%. <laughs> What's gonna happen now? Oh, and I'm like so wait. nervous to like keep going. But I'm going obviously I'm going to Yeah, you but, keep going. Um, she writes such great heroines. Ah, oh, my God, she writes. I've never read a heroine like this. Like it's you start off and she's mm-hmm. like kicking this guy's ass in a boxing ring. And she's very blunt about, like, sex and um, mm-hmm. her body. And, like, she talks like a man mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. So it's, like, very different. And I'm, I don't usually like MC romance. That's just not my thing. I don't yeah. know why I can't Me get either. into it. But I'm definitely into this well, dynamic. Like, when you were talking time. about uh, rock stars, there's got to be a lot of specific things in an MC. Or, in you know, for me to get it where it's, like, no cheating, like obsessing, you know, that, that kind yeah, of thing. Because in a way it's like in the world of rock stars and, and in the world of MC, mm-hmm. it's like it, you know, no cheating is almost unrealistic. So it yeah. just feels like yeah. you're kind of like getting a watered down version of what this real world really is. So it's like, I don't know. I do understand the merits of it. Like I know why yeah, people like yeah. I know why people like it. Oh, so. it's hot. And that like some of the some of the great MC books that I've read are not safe at all. There's questionable assaults and behavior and, and things that happen that I would never read in another romance, but it's kind of like you say like it's sort of suspended, you know. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So let me tell you guys about Tony Aleo's new release. Because that's really, this This is the shortest blurb I've ever seen on a book. And it completely <laughs> hooked me. So, Tony Leo has a book called Bring It Home. And this is the blurb. <laughs> Boone Haynes only has three goals in life. To make Posey Adler his wife. To win the Stanley Cup for the second year in a row. And for Shay Adler to like him. The first, he's got unlocked. The second, he's well on his way. And the third, well, two out of three ain't bad. And that's it. What? (laughs) So I'm guessing, and I don't know for sure, but I think that Shay must be the brother of Posey. Oh, okay. And he's trying to, like, get approval. Oh, I don't know. I'm excited. Yeah. It's a hockey book, and I believe most of her books are hockey related, right? Yeah, she's got a lot of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, this book that we're about to play for you is called Blades of Glory, and it's like a alumni game between some of her past characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only assassins. So I think if you like, if you've read the Tony Aleo before, you're going to get a glimpse into some of the past characters, and if you haven't, you're about to be introduced to a whole world. 
And if you, you know, if you don't, not sure if hockey romance is your thing, you're going to love this because she's awesome and you're going to be so excited because she's going to have a shit ton of books for you to go binge. Yes. This is the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. So, okay, here we go. Here's the first half of Blades of Glory and we'll talk to you on the other side. Bye. 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 This is Blades of Glory by Tony Aleo. Read for you by Meg Selvin. Pre-game. Ellie. My life has revolved around the team that makes its home at Luther Arena for as long as I can remember. The Nashville Assassins. This arena has also become my home away from home. I've gone from being a fan to being an owner. As a fan, my favorite player turned into my boyfriend and my husband, and finally the father of our children. As I watch Shay Adler laugh while he stretches, I can't help but feel those butterflies he's been giving me since the day I set eyes on him. It was here, in this arena, where I first looked into those blue eyes and knew I was in for one hell of a ride. Shay hasn't disappointed. Our love story will always be my favorite. But somehow I've also been blessed to watch my daughter's love stories unfold. Just like mine, their love stories played out here, in this arena. Not only did Shay and I fall in love here, but it's the same arena where all of Shay's and my children have skated, where we held birthday parties and other celebrations. We love it here. The running joke is I have bedrooms for my whole family throughout the arena. I don't, but it has crossed my mind a bit here and there. It would make it easier, for sure. My eyes fall on where Shelly is moving her hips as she twirls the mic in her hand. When she got her first lead role on Broadway, I streamed opening night on the Jumbotron for everyone. Her face is bright as she laughs with the guys who are all drinking Gatorade out of the Stanley Cup. I know the cupkeeper is probably annoyed since Gatorade is spilling everywhere, but I'm sure he's seen worse. Let's be honest, there is still time for worse items to be put in that thing. I know for a fact that Aiden Brooks is waiting for his turn during his wedding. I have a feeling the cupkeeper isn't even ready for that hot mess express. When Aiden skates by Shelly, smacking both her butt cheeks and laughing loudly, my heart soars. Those two have been destined since she was 11. Aiden had no clue back when he was training, making sure his grades were sound and working toward the NHL, but Shelly did. And my strong girl goes for what she wants. I am so proud of her. Shelly is training to take my job one day. Not yet. I still have a lot of owning to do. But she impresses me daily. She has some big plans. But Aiden has and always will be number one in that plan. Shelly yells something to her sister. And my heart almost can't take it. My baby stands, holding her little growing belly as she laughs. My baby girl is pregnant and married. It's almost unbelievable since she said for so long that she never thought of herself as the married with family type. But all it takes is a special man to come along and change that. Boone Honus is that man. I've always adored Boone. He's quiet and serious. But Posey brings out the best in him, as he does in her. He leans on the boards, sipping out of the cup with a huge straw as Posey shakes her head. Did you imagine this when you were a kid, drinking from the cup just like that? She calls to him. She isn't quiet, which is good since she is coaching for the assassins now. When she signed her new contract the other day, my proud meter burst. 
She has always been so play and goal driven. I wanted her to be a badass hockey player, but now watching her coach, I realized that was her true calling. Plus, it brought her boon. With a goofy grin and excitement shining in his eyes, he replies, yep, never thought my pregnant wife would be standing above me judging me for it though. She beams, her eyes a bit half-lidded as she calls back to him. I'm not judging, just jealous I don't get to do it. She doesn't need to say more. With cheers from his team, he carries the cup to her, and she leans over the rail to take a big swig. One would think she was chugging beer the way the guys are cheering her on. The laughter is contagious, and my heart is full. The new Stanley Cup champions are a group of guys who didn't have a chance at the beginning of the year. Hell, even at the beginning of the series, everyone wrote them off. They came back from a three-game deficit and showed why the Nashville Assassins are the best damn team in the NHL. They showed why I handpicked them and believed in them. These boys are my second group of kids, and they drive me just as wild as my own do. Mom, it's crap that I don't get to play. Owen strikes his hips as Evan leans on the rail. It is. I give them both a flat look. But before I can tell them the truth that will sting and piss them off, my baby boy says, for one, y'all aren't even assassins. They glare over at him. And for two, you play for the enemy, the same enemy we demolished. So sorry, you're lucky you're even invited to watch. Shut it, Quinn. Why are you even here? You don't like hockey. Quinn grins as he crosses his arms. I'm here for the girls. Jesus, these boys are girl crazy. Word is, Penelope Otter is here. She isn't looking anywhere near you, Owen teases. Hell, wasn't she obsessed with Evan? I want no part in this conversation. I go to my youngest, who somehow has sprouted taller than me, so it's hard to ruffle his hair, but I manage as I roll my eyes. As I walk away, I grin back at my twins. They may be twins, but they are as different as night and day. Owen could survive no matter what, but Evan, he's my sensitive sweet one. He tries so hard to be like his brother, but Owen is a different breed of man, just like his daddy. And because of that, I worry. I don't know if going to Carolina is a good idea for Evan. I know he is going because he and Owen don't do anything unless they are together. Honestly, I don't even know if this is the career he should have pursued. While Posey got my shitty thyroid, Evan got my anxiety and bouts of depression. It hurts my heart to think about, but Shay is convinced he'll be fine. I pray so hard he's right. He sometimes is, but mostly I'm the correct one. As I start down the stairs toward the ice where Shelly is waiting for me, I look around the arena that holds not only my blood family today, but my assassin's family. Everyone is here. Shay made a team of alumni to play against Aiden's team of current players as one of Shelly and Aiden's pre-wedding festivities. It's basically the cup-winning team, except for a few who have gone home for the summer. My money is on the alumni. They've all known about this since earlier in the year, so they've been dusting off their skills and getting ready for war. I'm a little overly excited to watch Aiden play against his father, Lucas, and for Lucas to lay his son out. Word on the ice is that Boone thinks he can take out Shay. I'm here for it. I am ready. 
This is going to be a blast. When I find Posey with Marianne Welch, I squeal with happiness. When Shay said he was able to get Alex to come in for the game, I didn't believe him. It's been over a year since I saw them in Canada at the graduation ceremony of their youngest daughter, Lily. They now have an empty nest, which is probably why they're here. They're bored out of their minds. Can't just go from wrangling five girls through sports, school, and life to nothing, since both of them are now retired. Thankfully, Shay and I have the assassins. I hug Marianne tightly as she squeezes me back. It's so good to see you. You too, I gush as we part, and I hold her by her elbows as I laugh. I was surprised we got you guys here. She scoffs. Alex can play, and y'all are giving us your house in Clarksville to stay in? Add in the fact that we have nothing to do and we're here. I grin. Glad we can fill y'all's time. How are the girls? I cannot believe you are a grandma times four. Her face fills with such happiness. They are wonderful. Jesse and Leanne are stay-at-home moms. Willa is working at the Canadian Embassy in California, dating a Navy special agent, which is really cool. Angel and Lily are in college, both with no clue what to do with their lives. Unlike your Quinn, who has been planning his life since he was a baby, trying to do surgeries on the girls. Right? I laugh. Don't worry, they'll figure it out. We chuckle together as I lean over, wrapping my arm around Posey. She rests her face on mine as I press my hand to her belly. I'll need some grandma tips. Marianne's face lights up. I can't believe it. I still see her as a baby. Now she's married and having a baby. All so crazy. I know. Shelly is next. But if I don't figure out how to zip tie and zipper shut, he might make me a grandma again. It's a joke, but a very real, very scary joke. Posey snorts. I think we'll need to set him up for subscribe and save on Amazon for condoms. I nod, but then I hear my name being called. Mom! I look down at where Shelly is standing, looking at me with wide eyes. It's time to start. I glance out at the ice where all the guys are waiting for me. Oh, excuse me, I'll be back. Marianne and Posey laugh as I make my way down the aisle. In high heels and a tight skirt, it's a challenge, but I'm Ellie Adler. I can do this in my sleep. When I reach the bottom step, my husband is there. Mrs. Adler? He takes me by the hips, lifting me and helping me down. I kiss his chin. Mr. Adler? A kiss on the chin isn't enough for him, I guess, because he captures my mouth like it's his first chance to kiss me. He dips me back. And I remember how much I've missed kissing him when he is in his gear. I don't know why. It doesn't even make sense, since his protective gear isn't very comfortable. But it reminds me of earlier times, when there was nothing to worry about but our love. I hear catcalls, even cheers, but all I feel is him. All of Shay Adler. I pull away, cupping his jaw. Show off? He grins. I have the hottest wife here. Of course I'm showing off. I smack his chest as he writes me before I shake my head, walking onto the carpet leading to where Shelley is standing. I can't believe that in a month she'll be married. It's crazy how fast time flies by. I grab the mic from her as she leans into my side. Her work with the Assassin's Foundation has been incredible. But when she offered fans a chance to attend in exchange for a donation, 
I was in awe of how much money she rose for the cause. The first tier of the arena is dedicated to the family and friends of the players, but the second is for the fans, and it's packed to the brim. Everyone wants to see the show. Is this thing on? I ask, and I hear myself echo through the arena. It is. Hello, and welcome to the unofficial Nashville Assassins alumni game. Why is it unofficial, you may ask? Well, unlike official alumni games, our alumni won't be playing against one another, but against our reigning Stanley Cup champions. The crowd rumbles with excitement as the boys all wave from the bench, smiling for the crowd and their families. Some of you know this, and some of you may not, but my eldest daughter Shelley is marrying Aiden Brooks, I say. And as always, cheers follow Aiden's name. They wanted to do something fun to celebrate their upcoming nuptials. I'm not sure who suggested it first, but after a night of intense wedding planning, and most of a case of beer on Shay's and Aiden's parts, they thought, what better way to celebrate than a game between the old and the new? Whoa, 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 old is uncalled for, Shay yells at me. Yeah, seasoned is better, Lucas Brooks offers, and I snort. We aren't chicken, Tate Otter reminds them. Why can't it just be called legends against current champs? Aiden laughs. Hold on there, Uncle Tate. Don't get ahead of yourself. Legends? Tate blinks. Yes, legends. A word you'll hopefully be able to achieve if I don't kill you first. Oh, the trash talk. Let's see if you can catch, eh, Uncle? I look between nephew and uncle before bringing the mic back to my lips. I want to say they'll all skate off the ice in one piece, but our seasoned legends are ready to show the current champs what they are made of, and I know I'm ready for it. Are you? More cheers and yelling. That's right. So let's go. Shelly will drop the same commemorative puck that is for sale up at the foundation booth between sections 201 and 202. They are all randomly signed by these great players on the ice, and we have a ton. Each player signed 100 of them each. Thank you, boys. And thank you so much for coming. Let's go, assassins. The chant starts as everyone lines up for the ceremonial puck drop. Shelly kisses her daddy on the cheek and then her fiancé on the lips before she gets in place for the picture. The current assassins are wearing their black home jerseys with the amazing purple and silver trim. Our alumni are wearing the jerseys from the year Shay and I met. It's purple with black trim, and the assassin on the front has the Nashville skyline rising out of his shoulders. In my opinion, it was the best jersey ever, which is why I'm wearing my Shay Adler one. Shelly drops the puck for the photo op, and Aiden seems to have it, but then Shay lifts his stick, stealing it away. He reaches for it, tossing it up so Shelly can catch it. When we win, you will mow my yard for a year, Aiden snorts. You mean, when we win, you'll let us use the plane for the honeymoon. You're so kind. Best father-in-law in the world. Shay glares. You're going down, Brooks. Bring it, Adler. Shelly looks between her future husband and her father with such worry in her blue eyes. Me? I'm grinning from ear to ear. This is going to be so much fun. I'm just hoping my husband and future son-in-law are able to walk down the aisle in a month. First period. 
Shay. I lean on the boards where my forever brothers sit before me. Lucas is leaning against the boards beside me, and Alex is on the other side of him. Damn if it isn't awesome to have him here. Tate sits in all his gear, and fuck, it's such a welcome sight. Jensen Monroe is in the goal, stretching as we talk. Even now, he still has to get his mental game going. Benji Paxton is standing beside me where Jakob Titov usually would stand, but with his injuries, he's unable to play. Instead, he's coaching us. Our bench is full of the greats. Eric Titov, Philip Anderson, Carson King, Vaughn Johansson, and to my surprise, Jordy Thomas. We weren't sure if he'd be able to come since his wife Casey is days from delivering their second baby boy. These men are my brothers. Our lives are so intertwined and full of such great blessings. Not only did we play together and win cups together, we've been raising our kids together. I may have grown up with only my twin sister, Grace, but I have over 20 men I now consider my brothers. Don't get me wrong, I love my sister, love her. She's my twin, and when she is happy, I'm happy. When she's sad, I am too. But there is something about a brotherhood that I don't think I could live without, especially these guys. Here's the deal, boys. We have to beat that kid's ass. Lucas, that kid's dad, nods eagerly. He's cocky as fuck. He is. All bets are off. I'm not taking it easy once I hit that ice, Tate promises. And I smack my glove to his pad. That's right. I look at everyone, nodding my head. We are fighting for our pride. These whippersnappers think, saying whippersnappers really doesn't support our argument that we aren't old, Benji says. And my eyes meet his. You're not wrong. So, those assholes, Jordy claps obnoxiously. Perfect, Cap. I grin as I nod. Those assholes think this is an easy win, that we're old and unable to skate. What they don't know is we're ready to kick some ass. Totally getting some Braveheart vibes right now, Vaughn jokes, and Benji's dorky ears perk. Best movie ever, Benji proclaims, and then he stands, holding up his stick. They may take away our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. The guys all chortle as I shoot him a dry look. Are you done? Benji shakes his head. I could quote that movie all day. Can you do that in score? Benji thinks it over. For you, I can, William Wallace. I blink, confused. He's a main Scottish dude. Blueface? Ah, I say, nodding. Sorry, I watch hockey in my free time, I say, jabbing him with my blade. And he laughs. Vaughn raises his hand. Is there a trainer here, though? My hip has been a bitch lately. Philip points to Vaughn in agreement. What he said. I was throwing my grandson up and down the other day, and I think I threw out my back. Have y'all seen Harrison? He's a little fat thing. I don't know what Claire is feeding him. Eric scoffs. It's probably Jude. That dude doesn't stop eating. Hey, fucking men. I can't stand when he, Jason, Jaden come to the house. They're just so hungry all the time, and then add in their kids, and Lucy and I are broke, Benji laments, and I raise an eyebrow. I highly doubt that with her successful home design company, I say, and he smiles proudly. True, but remember, our daughter just got into a pretty awesome program in Carolina, and we're paying room and board. 
I forgot Angie had just left for bigger and better things. But as I go to answer him, Aiden calls, Hey, seasoned legends, you guys ready or do you want to cancel and head on up to the YMCA for y'all to sit around, eat bagels, and drink coffee? I glare over my shoulder at Aiden. I'm going to lay your kid out. Lucas shakes his head. Not if I get to him first. When I notice that Boone is laughing a little too hard, I set him with a look. Bonus, Posey isn't here to protect you, buddy. He presses his lips together, but his eyes are full of wicked playfulness. Bring it, Adler. Huh, this is going to be fun. Let's go. We hired a couple refs, mostly guys that like me and not Aiden, but he doesn't know that. Aiden is a good hockey player, but he's chippy, and he talks a lot of shit when the puck doesn't go his way or he thinks a call is shit. Figured the current team might be faster than some of us, so I needed to get refs who can ignore my dirty play. As everyone gets into position, I skate back to Jensen, tapping his pad. Glad you guys could come. We've missed you. It's great seeing Ren and the kids. We both look to where his wife Ren, their son Gunner, and daughter Carly sit. But then all I see is Tate's son. Just like his dad, he's huge, looking like an ice king with blonde hair and blue eyes. He took completely after Tate, has idolized his dad his whole life. He's sitting behind the goal, leaning on his legs, waiting for his dad to hit the ice. I bet he doesn't remember seeing his dad play since he was so young. Man, what a great moment it's going to be to see the great otter hit the ice again. I just hope he doesn't throw anything out trying to keep his nephew from scoring. Yeah, moving to Canada has been a huge change for everyone, but we're adjusting. I'm just glad they came back here with me. They wouldn't miss seeing their dad play again. I smile as he stretches to the right. But how is Canada? You like it? I do. It's home. Carly hates it, but Gunner is thriving in the hockey world. He loves it. That's awesome, man. I say, tapping my stick to his pad once more. Ellie told me that a little bird told her you guys were looking at maybe trying again. He beams. We're pregnant. We just found out that the itty-bitty amount of sperm I was able to make made the journey. Shit, maybe we should go to the YMCA. We should be talking about how we're going to kill these guys, not how Jensen's sperm finally made a baby. He's a killer goalie, but his sperm is weak, unfortunately. Again, not something that should matter right now. He grins at me through his mask as I set up opposite Alex. This is insane. It feels like it's been centuries since we've shared that let's do this look. But at the same time, it feels like only yesterday. There wasn't a moment in my young career when Alex didn't mentor me. He has always been my best friend, even from afar off in Canada, doing emu farm things or whatever it is. Goats? I don't know, don't care, because we belong on the ice, together. Alex nods to me as I do the same to him before moving my gaze to where Aiden and Lucas have lined up for the puck. When I school you, don't be embarrassed, okay? Aiden asks as Boone and their buddy McMillan all snicker like little boys. Aiden, James, remember this moment when I tell you how proud I am to be your father, but also when I knock you into next month. They both grin at each other, and I lean on my stick, waiting for the puck to drop. 
When it does, the crowd roars when Lucas wins it over his son. I let you do that. Is that what you tell Shelly when she schools you? Lucas asks as he sends it to Vaughn. He starts to carry it up the ice. He's slower than he used to be, but that doesn't stop him from weaving in and around the players who respect him. For the longest time, Vaughn held the record for the highest goals on our team. But then Aiden Brooks came along and, well, Vaughn doesn't anymore. Vaughn shoots hard on Pekka, the assassin's goalie. But like the ninja he is, he bats it away. Lucas rushes for the puck just as Aiden and Boone do. I see it happening before it does, so I speed toward the situation to save my friend. Aiden squishes him into the boards and Boone helps, fighting for the puck. The hit wasn't as hard as it could have been, but I'm sure he'll be feeling it tomorrow. Lucas gets the puck somehow, sending it to me, and I whip my stick back, leaning my whole body into it before I release hard like I used to. And just like how I used to do it, I completely miss the net, and it hits the glass hard. I cringe, already hearing Ellie's mouth before Lucas gets the puck and sends it over to Titov. I stand at the point, but when Eric tries to pass it, it's sloppy and slow. Within seconds, Boone has it, and he's hauling ass down the ice. Not while I'm on the ice, though. I put on the jet engines, which some may say are clogged with dead birds and other crap, and is why I'm slower than before. I get to him, though, lifting his stick with mine. He throws his shoulder into mine, trying to push me away, but that's not happening. I lean down, getting real deep, and throw my shoulder hard into Boone's. Not only do I knock him off the play, but he flies a solid two feet over the ice before hitting the rink. The whistle blows, and I throw up my hand. Embellishment, I protest. The ref gives me a look. You tossed him two feet, Adler. What? I look down at where Boone is lying, looking up at the jumbotron. I didn't even hit him. Dad? Cozy is leaning on the railing, her belly between the two rails. My baby is pregnant by this jackass. I don't feel bad. Really? I shrug. He ran into me. Really? You guys are supposed to play a friendly game. Boone holds his hand up to mine, and I smack it away. Who said that? Mom. I shrug my shoulders. I didn't hear that. Did you hear that? I ask the ref as he guides me to the box with a look that says he knows I heard it. I did. I'm just choosing to ignore it. And we're back. Hey. Ooh, drama. Sexy drama. <laughs> Tony Aleo is giving away a $100 gift card, a very generous gift card. Um, oh, my God. At, yeah. Readmeromance.com. So go check it out. Go enter to win. You can join her. If you look at the show notes, you can join her newsletter. You can. You could join her Facebook readers group, or you could enter the giveaway and do those things to get an entry. And um, like we said, Bring It Home is out now. It's like, I think it's only $2.99 on Amazon, which is such a steal for such a awesome book. Yeah, for as long as they are. Yes. And um, that's all we've got. And uh, we'll be back on Friday with more uh, Blades of Glory. Anybody else have anything? Right. No, let's do this. All right. Tell them what to do, Leah. Fuck your day up. Make stay your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance.